Hello and welcome to Act 1 of our New Year's prequel episode. This was a fun opportunity to get to know some of our Season 1 characters in a less harrowing environment as they celebrate New Year's Eve before Season 1 starts. And of course, it was made possible by our patrons. So, big shout out to all our patrons, those of you who've supported us since the beginning, those who've come along the way, and even some that perhaps don't support us anymore. You've all been a huge part of why we've kept on this long and why we're coming back. Act 2 of this story will drop in a week's time, and you'll hear our Season 2 trailer two weeks after that. Finally, a content warning for this episode, which contains alcohol use, gambling, and brief discussions of grief, death, and loss. Thank you for joining us again in the Among the Stars and Bones universe, and we hope you enjoy the show. I think we've got everything covered supply-wise for tonight's celebrations. Now, to the ground rules. Controller, you've sent them out twice already. Do you really think that grown adult- Janine, we're about to hold a New Year's Eve party on board a military vessel in deep space. Granted, it's not everyone's idea of when a new year begins, but we've been cooped up over a month so you'd better believe there's going to be rules. But are all of these necessary? There's like 26 of them. Tell you what, you hit me with a rule, I'll tell you why it's necessary. Okay, um, rule 11, no dancing with the bots? A logistics tech on the Nabonidus task force back in 05 tried to program a bot to do a routine from some zombie song from the 1980s. Result? Four injuries, including a broken leg, two million credits damage. No. Look, I wasn't there, but the Eudoxus Initiative doesn't put out edicts in official memos because of rumors and office legends. Next. Well, some of these make sense. I get why the main party is in Hangar 4 and the pod rec areas are reserved for quiet gatherings. But what's the rule about closing off all the other hangars about? Previously, people sneaking off to fraternize have engaged in activities that resulted in samples stored there becoming biologically contaminated. I'm sorry I asked. I can do this all day. Fine then, uh, rule 16. What's the deal with blocking access to the Valkyrie's central corridor? I would have thought that one was obvious. The Valkyrie has a crew complement of four and a half thousand, all of whom are going to be under far stricter rules and regulations for celebrating the new year than us, especially in wartime. That rule is to prevent them sneaking in and crashing the party. Over the years, it's happened a few times, with mostly no real harm done. But others... And Rule 17 about the mid-deck maintenance hatch? That's in case one of you lot has taken a shine to one of the Marines and wants to try and get around Rule 16. That's awfully specific. There is a slight possibility that I may be the reason that rule was introduced. Oh! I wasn't born married, you know. What was that? We've dropped out of light speed. I don't think I'll ever get used to that. By your next trip, you'll be a pro. It all gets to be routine. This'll be the last time we drop out before the jump to Tefan. We need to replot the course, run drive checks, and connect with the relay beacon to see if there's any additional orders or information coming in. Takes about 12 hours, depending on distances. After that, we'll be outside the network altogether with only the Stellarcast to connect us home. And since we're not allowed to use that for personal stuff, do make sure you get any last messages sent out before then. Last chance for four months. Right. Well, if there's nothing else to go over... Mm, Don't think so. (laughs) I'm being overcautious, as usual. 
I'm sure tonight we'll go off without a hitch and everyone will be able to blow off some steam before we get down to business. How long? Six days, maybe seven till we make planet fall. Excited? More like terrified, but I'll probably spend most of my time running supplies and keeping track of equipment. That's not how it works, I promise. Your work-study program is designed so you spend at least half of your time on the pointy end of the expedition. And that won't just be cataloging artifacts. You'll get on site. I know you say that, but a friend of mine who did this program on the Nabonidus Task Force... I run Herodotus very differently from Blake Kittering. Now, get those last few things seen to and go and have some fun. You won't be joining the rest of us? I'll put in a brief appearance, but I'm at least a decade past the age where these kinds of parties hold any interest. I was really hoping we'd be on schedule so that final deployment prep would mean there was no time. But alas... Heaven forfend. I don't begrudge anyone the chance to have a little fun. Least of all you, Janine. You've earned it. Thrice over. Damn straight. (laughs) Have fun, but not, you know... Too much fun. I will walk that incredibly fine line for you, Controller. Thank you. And follow your impeccable shining example. Thank... You'd better not! Now, where can I find an override key to the mid-deck maintenance hatch? Janine! (laughs) Has the Valkyrie made connection with the local beacon yet? Commence private message. Recipient, Barnes, Richard. Hello, my love. Just a quick letter this New Year's Eve. The last one I'll be able to send you till early May, I expect. I miss you terribly. I didn't think I'd be doing this again. Out here on the edge of known space about to step off the map, but it's starting to feel familiar and even a little exciting. This expedition is going to be a special one, I'm sure of it. It still stings a bit that Jennifer pipped me for the off-site role, though. Being closer to home, closer to you, is something I've been wanting, not just because your symptoms have been getting worse and I want to support you, but because spending months at a time away from you and everyone else, year after year, is taking its toll. I want to be able to leave the office every day and meet you in town for a show or go see friends, or just come home to a quiet dinner on the balcony and an evening in front of the television or reading up on our Roman or Greek history and sharing titbits back and forth because there's no need to cram an entire year's worth of social events into the months when I'm home. And we can just simply be. One day. I hope the latest round of treatments went well, and you weren't too wiped out afterwards to enjoy Christmas. I did manage to hold off until Christmas Day to open your gift. The long johns are incredibly comfortable, and that new compression tech in the lining is doing wonders for my knees. So thank you. The wine was well appreciated too. I was a bit confused by the little bottle of glitter until I read your note. A little fairy dust to help fly me home if things go wrong is just what I need. The spidery script with break in case of emergency was a nice touch. I haven't touched Peter Pan since reading it to Maddie when she was six, so I'm not sure if fairy dust also takes care of the need to breathe while flying through interstellar space. But if it came to it, I would find a way, Richard. I would. Give my love to the girls. Tell Sarah that I'll be there for graduation come hell or high water. Celia sends their best and reminds you that you still owe them 30 credits from that card night in June. 
Ben also sends his regards. Or I imagine he would if he knew I was sending this. I haven't seen him since Christmas Day, to be honest. But you know what he's been like these past few years. Tucked away, distant. Anyway, know that even amidst the usual mountain of paperwork and logistical nightmares and exploration of a new planet, that you are now and always in my thoughts. I'd hope that by the time we're done, that something big enough to justify the time spent away from you will come of all this. But nothing could. Miss you. Love you. Talk to you soon. Ish. without a partner. Inform me as soon as it is complete. We're only a week out, and every piece of equipment needs to be in peak condition before we deploy. I know. I, I will. I While you're waiting, I need these latest pre-deployment reports reviewed, notarized, and completed. I thought I did those yesterday. Those were in regard to the xenobiological remains protocols. These are in regards to xenobiological-related implements. Grooming tools, medical instruments, etc. Right. They come under your role. Where should I put them? Yeah, there's not a lot of space in here. You need to get more organized. Sure, but I mean, sharing a tiny corner bay that's mostly taken up by the RIS seems a little unfair given my role. Personal workspace is given out according to seniority in my department. I'm the second in charge. You're my assistant. And I mean seniority in terms of time served. Feel free to use one of the shared spaces if you must to complete your duties. Speaking of duties. Once we deploy, the Stellarcast sends out a packet of data with updates for home once every two days. As part of that, our department is required to give a summary of findings, progress and proposed next steps to keep the bigwigs apprised of the overall picture. I'm adding this to your responsibilities. And what's the piece of paper? A step-by-step -step guide so that you don't screw it up. The expected protocol to follow, the password, the dot points that need to be covered. It's all there. This... this looks like an admin-level password. Doesn't that mean you should... Just read through it and get ready for when it's time. And I want those reports completed before you finish for the day. But it's New Year's Eve. And I was going to meet up with Harry from Xenotech and... You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. They hate me. Wait, was that a Star Wars reference? <laughs> no. No, no way. <sighs> Look at all this. I'll be stuck here till midnight next Monday. Uh, hello? Kathy? Hi. Just wanted to let you know I might be a little late finishing up might not make the party right away. Celia has just dumped a bunch more stuff in my lap. Oh, that's... Uh, I mean, it's it's fine. It's okay. Doing the whole dance thing wasn't, you know... It, it was just an idea, right? We don't have to... 
I'll just see you when I see you, sort of thing. Sure. I'll let you know when I'm free again. Yeah, of course. As long as you save a dance for me. <laughs> now you're mixing arrows. This is taking on a decidedly Austin-esque flavor. Well, milady, I... kind of have to go. The, the boss is here? Of course. I'll, uh... I'll see you soon. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. That the new girl from Bio? Kathy. Uh, yeah, yeah. She and I, we're going... Hey, you don't have to explain to me. Good for you. N no, no, no. Uh, no, no, no. It's not like that. Harry, Harry, whatever it's not is no concern of mine. You, uh... You wanted something? Yes, Harry. I usually don't come looking for one of my subordinates to discuss their private lives. It's not like that. Yeah, I'm already bored. Now, about this image translation program you've been developing. Yes, uh, that. Right. Um, w what about it? I've been looking at some of the code, and I'm just curious about the robustness of it. As I'm understanding it, there's capacity in the basic program to apply previous parameters to new file types and programs, but what about generational jumps? New technologies and formats? I'd probably have to look at the proximate code in raw form and make some adjustments to my program. Uh, otherwise it wouldn't have anything to, you, you know, grab onto? Right. Why do you ask? Just something I noted in the review of some of the initial survey data. They did a terrible job, but here, look at this. What do you see? That's like nothing I've ever seen. Exactly. Makes me think that this might be from an era later than first discovery. Which would mean new tech. Yes. So? Back to my question. Oh, oh, uh, yes, and, uh, yes. I, I think with a little work, it could be adapted. Good. Knew there was a reason I hired you. How long does this new program take to translate a file into something useful, once it's got the parameters worked out? In all the testing I did, it took about 12 hours to learn. Then it was maybe five minutes per minute of vid. Half that for audio. Not bad. At least twice as fast as anything else I've seen. That's some stellar work. Yeah. Learn to take a compliment, kid. Uh, right. Thanks. Oh, and good luck tonight. Huh? With whatever it isn't. Right. Wait, no. Ouch. You got it bad. I really do. Um. Uh, no, that is not what that says at all. Come in. Hi, Janine. Professor, sorry to bother you. No bother. Come on in. It's, uh... You looked busy. Especially since it's the holidays. Oh, it is. I'm just going through the images from the servo mission and checking translation notes on any signage and icons. The military team leader? What's her name? Uh, Lieutenant Riggs? Put in a request. Ugh, sounds tedious. Why didn't you assign it to someone else? It's... Marginally more interesting than reviewing that stack of journal articles awaiting my attention. Ouch. Wait, wouldn't those need to go out before we make the jump out of network space? Yes, but look at all this other work that needs doing. Wouldn't want to disappoint our masters of the Eudoxus Initiative by wasting time on mere academia when we're on such an important mission. And look, here you are with another convenient distraction. Now, how can I help you? Oh, it can wait if you're doing more important- Janine, you're hardly playing the role of distraction if you're so easily defeated. What's up? Okay, so I'm working my way through an interpretation study for Professor Kaminsky's course, and I'm having trouble with this passage. That doesn't sound like you. Translating the words is fine, but there's something in the overall meaning that- 
See, I, I know how she wants it interpreted, but... You smell a trap. Not sure I'd put it like that, but... Give me a look. Third section. Hmm. Yeah. I think she wants that phrase to come out as writing the river of stars into the future. Because if you go by the professor's own work, especially her work on the language of time, that's what it should be. And that's what she's expecting me to cite. But you disagree. Well, we know their word for future derives from words that essentially mean bright dawn or new dawn, right? Correct. Well, what if that's what the proximan who wrote them really meant? Alright, what's the argument? The rest of the passage. There's references to rivers of stars, storms of light and shadow. So much of this is metaphorical, poetic. I just feel like in this instance, maybe they really meant something more figurative and optimistic like a bright new dawn, rather than the more neutral and literal future. But I feel like Professor Kaminsky will absolutely crush me if I go with that. Oh, she 100% will. So I should just do it her way? No. You want me to fail? I want you to go with your instincts. And fail. At the end of the day, instinct is what you've got to go with. And it's stuff like this, the context of the whole passage that fuels it. So you're going to need to look at all of it again, from start to finish. Find the threads to not just make your case for that one line, but for all of them. So my whole interpretation should be based on the idea that poetry was the point. Exactly. Follow your instincts, then apply it all the way through. Don't just look at that section. Look at the whole thing. Build off of it and make that the thesis. And will the professor still maul me? She will, if you're not bold enough. If you don't put in the work to make the whole argument. Okay. Thanks. No, that's what I'm here for. Oh, and uh, check out the library database for a paper by Stefano Di Bartolomeo and Miriam Rosenthal from 06. Uh, title was... Oh, it had Breath of the Wild in the sub. They made an argument for a similar interpretation of a passage in a log entry from that second ship that turned up on Tal City. Might give you a handy reference or two. Thanks. I'll let you get back to your riveting work. Uh. Are you going to come out tonight? Why? What's tonight? New Year's Eve. Oh, uh... I didn't realize. Hadn't really thought about it. Remy and some others from your department are setting up a game of Lost in Translation. I was thinking of trying my luck. I figured he would have invited you. He may have mentioned it? You should come. Show the rest of us how it's done. To be honest, I'm not big on booze at the best of times, but I don't really see the point of a drinking game that'll only make me sober. You make a call that bold, and I feel like you've got to be prepared to back it up. Eh, maybe some other time. You have fun, though. If you change your mind, we'll be setting up on one of the back corners of Hangar 4. Sure. Sorry, it's none of my business, really. I just don't think anyone should be alone on New Year's, is all. I mean, unless you're finally getting around to grading my essay on the methodology of the original Eridani expedition. Joke's on you. Left those with my TA back home. You're going to be waiting at least five months before you find out what you got for that one. What? Sorry. You know, you were my favorite professor until right this moment. <laughs> Good luck with the translation. Oh, and tonight, watch out for future tense modifiers. Fine, Remy. He'll throw more than a few of those in. Gotcha. What about these, Harris? Do you think our standard interfaces will work? The layout looks about right, and that does look like a port, but the configuration of the other console looks completely different. What's the contingency? 
The J7s should be able to at least get a read on the raw code, even if their programming isn't sophisticated enough to actually interface with whatever operating system this command center is running. That would at least give us something to work to and reconfigure. And how long would that take? Mm, depends how many people I have. Some of the civilians could... Assume no more than five. Really? Yes. Hmm, what do you think, Galini? Depends. If it's got some commonalities with known coding, perhaps three days. If it's something new, at least a week, even with computer assistance. That's... not great. If I may ask, ma'am, why the concern? And why aren't we counting on the civics? Logan, show them what you showed me. Well, you see, I was doing some calculations about the amount of energy generation required to power the Alpha site, and the survey mission data suggests what's there is thoroughly inadequate to get the job done. So... Get to the point, why don't you? So... I started looking at the beta site data, and the thing is, it's largely incomplete. The survey mission spent 16 days at the Alpha site. It's so vast and there's so much evident tech that there was a lot to do. The beta site got more like 16 hours. But it's only eight floors of living quarters or something, right? No. It's eight documented floors of living quarters. The survey report made it look like that was it. But when you actually look at the raw scan, it goes much deeper into the ground. Here, look. There's no bottom on this. Exactly. This explains why the civilian techs I spoke to were as excited by Beta as Alpha. That's at least a mile in depth. That we know of. Right. And from the size and shape of some of these areas they did scan, there's going to be a lot more going on there than just living quarters. Indeed. I'm no archaeologist, but this looks like a small city. And if I'm right about the Alpha site getting its power from there, then there's every chance even the civilian technology team will want to be all over this instead of with us. We could be on our own. Just like you to rain on everyone's parade. Hey, don't shoot the messenger just because you don't like the message, old man. Stoic, Galini. Logan's right. If the beta site is as significant as it appears, there's no way they'll pass up the chance to explore in detail. Even if we can keep the text with us, we won't be able to tear the xenoarchaeologists or xenoanthropologists away from a chance to study something that could tell them so much about how Proximans lived. According to the initiative regs, they are supposed to offer us assistance proportional to the extent of other findings of note. And it looks like there's a lot of note. Can't you pull rank? I can request, suggest, put forward the case to the off-site supervisor in my reports, and she or someone above her might come to our aid, if they see dollar signs in it. But the civilian department heads have a fair amount of autonomy to deploy where they will. I didn't anticipate this. I figured we could count on having at least half of them with us, but that's not looking likely. So is that why we're all still here at 8 o'clock on New Year's? Yes, Jensen. There's 27 of us for this project. And given the size of the Alpha site, that's about half what we need. If I can't be sure we're going to get the extra bodies and expertise we need from the Herodotus crew, then we are going to have to be sharp and ready to go from the jump. If all the early indicators are that this is indeed a terraforming facility, it's too big an opportunity to waste. With all due respect, ma'am, we're as close to ready as we can be without being there. We need to be more ready than that. Ma'am, Harris is right. We've set up the initial deployment schedule, pre-programmed the deep scans. We've reviewed the available information a hundred times. I could probably walk blindfolded from one end of that place to the other by now and I think... I think maybe that's the problem, ma'am. What do you mean? We've been so focused on the trees in front of us that we didn't see the forest. We've been en route for five weeks, and none of us picked up on how incomplete the beta site data was until now? If you're saying that I... No. No, ma'am. 
This is on all of us. She's right, ma'am. I... Yes, she is. With everything that's been going on, the war, other projects, we haven't had the lead time, and... We've gotten a little hyper-focused. Maybe one night off won't kill us. Don't look at it as a night off. Look at it as a networking opportunity. Yeah, we're cultivating useful relationships with the civilian teams that might be handy when we need a little of their expertise in the future. Well, I was supposed to be playing cards with Barnes and some of the other senior people. In light of Logan's information, I was going to cancel. But now it's all about networking? All right. Attention, everyone. Thank you for your work. But I think that's enough for today. You've all earned a little R&R, so please finish up what you're doing, and then feel free to head off to the party. Please be responsible and know your limits. There isn't enough time before deployment to take tomorrow off, but no one needs to be in until 10 in the morning. 12, ma'am. Please. Tell you what, make it 11 sharp. But I'll break out some of the special rations, and we'll have a big recovery brunch and ease ourselves into the day. Sound good? That's what I think. All right, don't let me keep you. Have a happy new year. I feel like I'm going to regret this. Eh, you just gave them permission to do what they were going to do anyway. At least now, they've got some rules. What's up, Celia? Just confirming when you're looking to start. I feel like I should probably stick around for another half hour. Oh, by the way, Lieutenant Riggs will be joining us. Interesting. Is Chong still in? Last I heard. Good. I want revenge for last time. You know that I felt obligated to... Yes, I'm trying not to think about that. I'll see you just after nine. Why the fuss about the time? You got a date you've been keeping under wraps? <laughs> Hardly. But there is a conversation that I need to have first. Come in. Celia, to what do I owe the pleasure? I was hoping you wouldn't answer. That would be rude. That you wouldn't be here. I don't... <sighs> Sorry, a moment. Yes? Hi, Dr. Panella. Um, okay. I know you wanted me to finish on those reports, but it is... How far along are you? Uh, getting there? Vague. All right. Lest I become the New Year's equivalent of Ebenezer Scrooge, perhaps you should finish things off tomorrow. Go play. Really? I Thank you. Happy New Year. Yes. Still terrorizing the new kid, I see. She's not the new kid. She's a plant, and you know it. Celia, that's not a fair assessment. What's not fair is the head of xenobiology not getting a say in who they have as their two IC. I wasn't on the panel. I wasn't even consulted. I was simply told that Kathy Winters would be Bertrand's replacement. I know, it's not the done thing. When have you ever had to work closely with someone you didn't get to approve of? I don't really involve myself with- No, you don't. I suppose I was asking the wrong person. Well, just because you didn't get a say doesn't mean she's here to spy on you. I didn't say she was here to spy on me. I said that she is a plant. She basically stepped off the stage at her graduation and onto this ship. But maybe she just really is that impressive. Then, She's second in charge. That means she's a permanent member of the team. Not a floater between us and the labs at Central, like Goran Ivanovich, who has had six years of experience in the field and twice that in the lab, who actually applied and, according to everything I've heard, was brilliant in the room in his interview. Not a contract hire like Valma Heikkinen, who probably got her doctorate the year Kathy was born. There are at least a hundred people we know who are more qualified that would kill for this position. I admit, it is unusual, but I've talked to her a few times. She, well, I mean, she 
Seems pretty on the ball. Oh, I don't doubt her ability. Or her knowledge. She's brilliant enough. I only doubt her experience. With an expedition this size, you know we added an extra four contracts to bolster the ranks. If she'd gotten one of those jobs, I would be over the moon. In fact, my understanding is that she put in an application for one of those, but was encouraged to apply for this job. Now, I don't know about you, but when a job that coveted goes to someone so newly minted that you can still see the sparkle in their eye, then I have to wonder what's going on. So you think she's, what, here to undermine you? Replace you? No, not like that. But there's something here. Jennifer has an agenda. What, you think she's shoring up her power base or something? (laughs) She's not a corporate climber. You've become really cynical about her lately. And you aren't cynical enough. She's been my friend just as long as she's been your... anything. And I am telling you, something is... off about this whole thing. Even if you're right, that doesn't necessarily mean Kathy is at fault. (sighs) This wasn't what I came to talk about. I was wondering, why are you here? To ask you the same question. Uh, come again? Why are you here? On the expedition, or...? You know what I mean. It's New Year's Eve, probably the last night off we can expect until the end of April. And you're here. Well, there's a ton of... Ben. Look, I just don't feel like being around people tonight. And don't have a crack at me about it, Celia. I wouldn't dream, but the fact remains that you need to spend more time around people. Hell, I was out there tearing it up at karaoke on Christmas. Hiding behind performance and a microphone doesn't count. I'm around people all the time. Janine Hattersley dropped by here an hour ago. Who the hell is Janine Hattersley? One of my students. She's doing the placement program in Adrienne's team as part of her master's. Hiding behind an educator's persona is also not real interaction. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with someone that wasn't about work? Apart from this one? I'm serious, Ben. It's... been a while. And when was the last time you made plans with someone, rather than going because you were invited or felt obliged on some level? Oh, it was that thing of the universe. Okay, I suppose that doesn't count. And let's not forget the debacle with my last birthday. Is that what this is about? No. And you know it. I need to get out more? Is that it? You need people. I don't know if... I do. I know you as well as anyone alive, your ex-wife notwithstanding. You went through one of the worst experiences anyone could have, and it changed many things about you. But not that. These last years, I've watched you retreat further and further into yourself and your work. There's a little bit less of you every time I see you. You hide it well, but I can see it. And as your friend, I worry. You've been waiting to say that for a long time, haven't you? (sighs) For the first year or two, I thought you just needed time. Even after you and Jennifer came to an end, I thought that any day I would see that look leave your eyes. But it hasn't. It may never. Perhaps. But I think it's time you made a concerted effort to find out. And I think, for you, that effort starts with spending more time around others. You weren't built to be alone, Benjamin. It doesn't suit you. I don't know if I have that kind of... energy in me anymore. I'm not saying the person you used to be is just sitting inside, waiting to be reignited. But maybe it's time to find out who the new you is. You're... You're probably right. I usually am. Promise me you'll at least try. (sighs) Okay. I need a little time to... collect myself. So, see you out there? Dear God, no. I wouldn't be caught dead out there. You might need people, but I'm quite the opposite. A small, quiet circle has always been my way. I'm going to play cards, with Adrienne and the good doctor and a few others. 
<laughs> I should have seen that coming. Indeed. And now you've promised and you're stuck with it. This is what I mean. Your people skills are slipping. If you don't start spending more time among real people, you'll soon be accepting candy from strangers and buying real estate on Vega. Well played, my friend. Have fun tonight. Or at least try. <sighs> I'll try. And once we land, do try to swing by my pod every once in a while for some reason other than to work through a problem or pick my brain. I'm always here for my colleague, but I miss my friend. Oh well. Have a good night. Here, listen one more time. Do you have an answer? Uh, something about maintenance. Requesting maintenance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I am clearly in way over my head here. I give up. All right, all right, all right. Who wants to take it? Yo, it is the maintenance task is not yet complete. Requesting additional assistance. Mm, I cannot accept that. What? Take a shot. Anyone else? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, like the clipboard is going to know. <laughs> The clipboard says that you should have ended with requesting additional resources. The clipboard is correct. What? The practicing Xena archaeologist is embarrassed. Eat it, Hudson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I deserve that. Also, that was your third shot in like 15 minutes. Here, take a water. Thanks. I'll take one too. Sure. Why did I think taking on a bunch of experts in their own field was a good idea? I assumed you were fixing to lose so you could get hammered. Nah, just looking to meet some new people. Hey, hey, Clemenko, pass me another. Here you go. to translate what's on their card wins. Oh, looks like our game master could also use some water. There. Oh, God. Not this shit again. No, no. Hear me out. If you consider the power-mass ratio suggested by Okotaro in his biomechanical work, then Proximans would have sufficient strength to- Oh, don't give me that. Even Okotaro admits that his work was based on key assumptions made by Cutler in the late 90s that have since been refuted. Hey, uh, do you mind if I just- That affects the question of density, but not power, for which he was working backwards from Semi-Rover's study on the pedal system found with the personal skimmer at first discovery. If the average proximant could pilot that, then they would have more than sufficient strength to leap- And I'm telling you, every engineer to... I've ever asked doesn't think there's any way that system didn't have some sort of power assistance. And anyway, that misses the point entirely when you consider- Could you two be so kind as to step aside and let me pass? Oh, oh, sorry, Lass. Wait, we met the other day. Caitlin, isn't it? Uh, 
No, it's Kathy. Oh, but you're a xenobiologist, right? Yes. All right, let me run this by you. I was just trying to- It'll be quick, I promise. <laughs> okay. All right, now Galini and I have been having a friendly-ish debate about- She said she'd be here by, um... Ah, uh, I should try her comms. Probably can't hear it. Unless she's decided... Harry! Happy New Year! Uh, oh! Hey, Sergeant. Really, Harry? Really? Sergeant? Um, sorry. Reflex. Happy New Year, Keith. <laughs> no, that's more like it. Uh, hey, did you see the latest update on the J7 firmware? It came through with the IT maintenance package. The improvement in the interpolation algorithm is off the charts. You see it? Yeah. I'm, uh, excited to see what it can do. We should get you a drink. Uh, McPhee? What? Get my man here a drink. <sighs> you want Earth Brute or Martian? Uh, actually, I was... Uh, oh, uh, thanks, uh, McPhee. Now, 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 I heard from Indira, maybe Shannon, uh, something about you cooking up some new program to pull information from proximity files. Is that right? Uh, yeah. This guy. I'm telling you, this guy. Uh, come on, man. Don't be shy. Tell me. <sighs> okay. I didn't expect to be the first here. Me either. Did your conversation go okay? I think so. Time will tell. Are you going to tell me or...? Or. Right. But I do come bearing gifts. Why do you always save the top shelf stuff for expeditions? Balances out the bottom shelf rations. Ouch. But fair. I do have a secret stash of snickets. All right. So the question is, can we down the whole box and this bottle before the other three arrive? Other two, actually. Please tell me the no-show is... Afraid not. Chang's out for the evening. Medical emergency. <sighs> Damn it. I mean, nothing serious, I hope. He didn't say. And since the only reason he wouldn't is because it wasn't worth worrying about, I chose not to worry by not asking. Seems wise on what's likely to be the last quiet night for a while. Exactly. Hi. Lieutenant, come, have a seat. Laura is fine. You must be Celia. Only if I must. Pleased to meet you. How have you two gone over a month without running into each other? This isn't a pleasure cruise. My team and I have been pretty cloistered. I suppose. So this is... kind of a tradition, I gather. Sort of. I usually hold a game for senior staff at some point during the voyage, though not everyone necessarily partakes. Will the head of Xenoarchaeology be joining us? Ben's never been one for poker. What about... Ah, if it isn't our fearless leader, xenobiologist extraordinaire, and our representative of the military-industrial complex. I guess that answers my question. Good evening, all. Happy New Year. I've got a case of Taucetti's Finest, three boxes of Star Crunch, and a powerful urge to take your money. Get some Star Crunch down this end, please. Snack choice is perhaps your only redeeming quality. Good to see you too, Celia. Where's Chang? Medical emergency. Damn. I wanted revenge for Aridne. This is all of us this time round. Ah. So, Lieutenant, 
Invade any interesting planets lately? Um, but no limit hold'em, or do we want to run with dealer's choice? This episode of Among the Stars and Bones featured the voices of Jordan Cobb as Kathy Winters, Lindsay Dorcas as Lieutenant Laura Riggs, Julia Eve as Adrienne Barnes, Chris Magilton as Ben Kelleher, Graham Rowett as Gordon Price, Shakira Searle as Dr. Celia Pinella, Sam Rather Wynn as Harry Kowalski. Lucille Valentine as Janine Hattersley. Dylan Chambers as Logan. And... Galini. Anthony Morales, Harris. Whitney Johnson as Jensen. Tariq Esau as Hudson. Andrei Dragic as Klimenka. Edwin Tiong as Remy. Devin Madsen as McPhee. And... The Computer. Music credits. Our theme music pieces... Patience and Pandemonium were composed and recorded by Oliver Morris. The pieces Hot Swing, Virtutes Instrumenti, District 4, and Trio for Piano, Cello, and Clarinet were all written by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com and used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We also used You Gotta Have Fun by Rattlesnake, Pulsing Energy by Rollerbird, Club Passion by Biofunky Music, and Party Time by Hot Sunset, which were all licensed from Motion Array. This episode of Among the Stars and Bones was made possible by our patrons. Thank you to our patrons. And thank you for listening. <laughs>